Well, hi, peeps. This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast, and welcome to episode 24 of Fretz's Fave 5, right here on the Russell Addict Radio Patreon. Join us for five bucks a month, and you get exclusive shows such as this, and a discount on our merchandise on teespring.com slash wrestle hyphen addict hyphen radio so join us now i've got to give credit to a couple of people here for the fave five uh, mainly to uh, good brother jermaine who is a patreon member uh, yes this is the 24 theme that you're hearing obvious 24 reference joke Kiefer Sutherland for the wind I think that's the guy that was in that show <laughs> yeah I didn't watch it I am sorry so my fave five this week is top five wrestlers under 25 who deserve a Patrick Mahomes style contract and I had to ask the patreon chat and also google what that contract was and then uh, king ricky chimes in so shout out to king ricky our our gm the biggest contract in the history of sports i have it here uh patrick mahomes uh kansas city chiefs playoff mvp uh super bowl champion kansas city chiefs <laughs> 503 million dollars dun 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 so I guess this is how uh, Jermaine got the idea thank you very much to good brother Jermaine from across the pond I appreciate everything that you uh, that you do for us on Russell Attic Radio you are you're a great fan you're a great friend friend you're a good brother so stay tuned for the top five wrestlers under 25. Uh, to be fair, I have one who is is 25. So forgive me if I fudge the numbers and fudge the rules here just a little bit. Stay tuned. My number five comes out of New Japan. Now, I was going to put Austin Theory here, but, you know, he... I think he was one of the names that were brought up during the um, speaking out movement. He allegedly has been quietly suspended by WWE. I don't know if it's related. So just in case, I really don't want to shine any light on that. But my gosh, that guy, if all this stuff is okay... Austin Theory is someone who has a giant upside, and it would be unfortunate for, uh, you know, for him to be a piece of shit for all these allegations, whatever they are. I I didn't I didn't dig too deep into them because that was that was just a hot mess, and I really feel for everyone who was affected by it. So it's not Theory, uh, Zach from the YLP podcast you're gonna have to help me out here a little bit you can send me a a voicemail you can send me a dm here but i have ren ren narita from uh, new japan who is a 
believe he's a young lion. He is currently signed to NJPW, and he is currently on an excursion in America in the LA Dojo. Uh, I saw him do a little bit of stuff here in the Young Lion, the Young Lions Cup. He uh, gained one point with a time limit draw against uh, Tetsu. Tetsushiro Yagi, uh, you know, he had uh, <clears throat> an opportunity to be in the Best of Super Juniors 26 tournament after Flip Gordon had to pull out and Ren Narita was a last-minute replacement. Although he ended with zero points, I thought that, you know, he, he is someone who someday could make a little noise. Uh... He did the Destruction Tour in September, took part in the Young Lions Cup, finished with a record of 5-2, and two, and then headed to America to the LA Dojo. And I saw, I just was watching a, a free match. I believe it took place in in around the LA Dojo in that area. And he had a short but great match with Kota Ibushi. And, you know, Koto Ibushi made, made this kid look really good. You know, I, I think Ren might actually be in the, oh, was it the Fire Pro Wrestling game, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong. I've seen a little bit of him here, but he is just a young, only 22, very young man, who I think could have a great upswing in New Japan Wrestling and someday have a, you know, a good a good showing at, at at a wrestle kingdom you know he, he he's wrestled you know shota yumino he's uh wrestled el desperado zach saber jr you know this is during the 2017 g1 climax uh zach you can help me fill in some more details here about ren narita ren narita that's kind of a tongue twister in a way my my goodness yikes so my number four pick here is uh, going to be Jungle Boy. Now, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, the, the son of the late great actor, Sideshow Luke Perry, is someone I only became familiar with, I think, through... Well, through AEW, you know, he, he signed and joined the company at its inception under the name Jungle, under the name, well, Jungle Boy, you know, a boy and his dinosaur with, with Luchasaurus, and when I saw him, I mistook him for being Marco Stunt's brother, but, you know, Marco actually has a younger brother named Logan, who is a little bit smaller than him and looks exactly like him yikes but he does look like he could be related to 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 marco but you know he was trained by joy janella and santino morella wow that's that's a crazy one and he, he is someone that down the line in AEW, i can see big things for him you know maybe he he drops the Jungle Boy gimmick. He drops the dinosaur and and Marco, and he goes on this killer heel run, maybe towards like the TNT Championship. He has shown 
like flashes of brilliance in matches against people like Chris Jericho and a guy that's going to be uh, on this list, MJF. He can hold his own in the ring, even if he, to some, he doesn't look like he can. You know, I remember him competing in the the Casino Battle Royale at at Double or Nothing. You know, at Fighter Fest, he he wrestled Jimmy Havoc, Adam Page, and MJF in a in a four-way match. You know, Fight for the Fallen. You know, a boy and his dinosaur against Angelico and Jack Evans and the Dark Order in a three-way tag match. And then they align themselves with Marco Stunt, creating the Jurassic Express. But, you know, unfortunately for them, they were defeated by SCU at All Out. They, you know, were in the tournament to determine the inaugural AEW Tag Champs, but eliminated by the Lucha, Lucha Bros. And, you know, uh, sometime last year, I think it was, yeah, right here on the December 4th episode of, of Dynamite, Jungle Boy was challenged by Chris Jericho to last 10 minutes in the ring with him. You know, kind of like, uh, who was it? Sami Zayn and Braun Strowman had this same kind of feud a couple years ago, but I'm not drawing comparisons here. Uh, and, you know, he did. He lasted 10 minutes with Jericho. And it was... It was amazing. And, you know, and finally, on AEW Dark of all places, Jungle Boy obtained his first victory in AEW after the Jurassic Express defeated Stronghearts, which was Chima, L. Lindemann, and T-Hawk. No, not T-Hawk from Super Street Fighter 2. And since then, you know, they've had matches with just about everybody on the roster. You know, he's a... He's a fairly decent wrestler. He can hold his own in the ring. And I think that as a singles act, Jack Perry has a great upside to him. And I see, I can see some big things for him. I, I kind of dig him. I like a boy and his dinosaur. But eventually a boy has to grow up and put childish things in the past. Sorry, Luchasaurus. Number three is someone that, if you know me, you know I'm not a big fan of her, but, well, it's because I'm a bigger fan of her former tag team partner. That is Tegan Knox. Now, Tegan Knox, I'm not going to discredit her talent. She is amazing in the ring. Uh, she is a young... She is 25, so she almost disqualifies from, from this list. Uh, if she was 26, I would disqualify her. But call this uh, the top five, 25 and under. That a, a Patrick Mahomes contract for Tegan Knox would be kind of risky. I think she's had at least one of her knees. Now, I, I don't know if she took out both of her her ACLs in in the May Young tournaments, or unless I'm mixing her up with with Dakota Kai. But no, the both of them have had their 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 knees done so oh yeah oh, here it was yeah april 27 2017 uh nixon newell the former nixon newell from you know what culture pro wrestling and and shimmer and progress fight club pro yeah what culture pro wrestling remember when that was a thing 
I'm going to have to review some stuff from there because they had some bangers. If you look at some of their results and their rosters and some of their shows, even when people like Blompier, King Ross, and, and Pachidi all took part in the show, like Blompier being a dickhead heel was friggin' hilarious. Now, she, uh, Tegan was replaced in the Mae Young Classic because of her ACL being torn before the tournament had began. Uh, then she returned to the ring in April 2018 at an NXT live event, teaming with her former team kick compadre, Dakota Kai, to defeat Rena Gonzalez and Vanessa Bourne. And then she was announced as a competitor in the 2018 Mayon Classic. She ended the tournament as well as Tegan Knox, defeating Zatara. Then she returned the following day, defeating Nicole Matthews in the second round, before unfortunately suffering another setback, another knee injury against Rhea Ripley. And she torn her ACL, MCL, lateral collateral ligament, meniscus, and patellar dislocation. That put her out of action until June 2019 at an NXT live event in Florida. She uh, had a brief run in NXT UK or just went to NXT UK for a couple of the matches here. And then she returned in October to defeat Tanya Conti on her on her return. She started teaming up once again with her friend Dakota Kai, defeating Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir to become number one contenders to the tag team champions, the Kabuki Warriors. And then it was Survivor Series. We had... Uh, but we had Brand Warfare. We had War Games. We had Tegan Knox was chosen by Ripley to join her team as part of the Women's War Games match at NXT TakeOver War Games. And Mia Yim was put in this match. Well, because I, I, th I think Dakota Kai was supposed to be in this match. Yeah. But she was replaced by Mia Yim. But then Mia Yim was mysteriously taken out backstage. However, Tegan would not take part in the match as Dakota Kai, who I would have put on the on this list, but she is like 32 years old. And Dakota, the second Dakota Kai exits the cage, she turns around and just wham takes out Tegan Knox, slamming her bad knee into the war, like the War Games prison cage, you know where they kept the members until they go into the match. Up, uh, just slamming it, slamming it, slamming it, and just beating the crap out of her and when I saw Team Kick I thought they were just you know like the white meat bubbly baby face kind of like Bailey's in a way but I know they had their own individual gimmicks and and ways of doing things so Tegan Knox was someone I didn't really take a shine haha <laughs> shiniest wizard to until maybe fairly recently uh Ray Ripley and, no, gosh. <clears throat> let me let me try that again. Yeah, now you know Rhea Ripley had a number one contenders match with Dakota Kai. That's what I meant to say. 
Dakota Kai, who is going to be wrestling Io Shirai for the title at TakeOver. And I pray that Dakota takes it. That way we can finally get this feud, Tegan and Dakota, for the title. Uh, yeah, as I said, Tegan Knox, 25 years old, has had a storied career despite the fact she had all these setbacks with her knees. Uh, it's a big risk, especially for such a big Mahomes-style contract, but providing that, knock on wood, she can stay healthy, is a talented person. I, I love the shiniest wizard, and I kind and I kind of love that she's uh, come out of her bubbly shell. She's had a bit of an edge to her, a bit of a badass to her, and I gotta, I gotta give her some love. She has come out as as bisexual. She's in a relationship with a woman named I think it's Sierra. And hey, you know, big love. You all know that uh, I, I'm an ally. I have many friends who are in in the community who are either whether they are LGBT or or transgender or non-binary, what have you. To me, love is love. Tegan gets. A, li a little bit of love, but I want to see a little bit more edge in her, a little bit of more badass in her to... Oh, heel team kick. Imagine that. Number three, this is my brutality. Yes, the aforementioned Rhea Ripley. Uh, I've talked at length about her in my favorite current women's uh, Faye 5, go back in the archives and find that. It, it's here on the Patreon. Some of it's also on uh, on Fretzelmania, on Anchor.fm, or Ambiguous Podcasting Solutions. You can find it there. Rare Ripley at only 23. Actually, almost everyone on here is, is 23. And, you know, as, as I said a couple weeks ago, nobody likes you when you're 23. Yeah, Ripley was another person who debuted through the, um, uh, the Mae Young Classic. And then came and made a name for herself on NXT UK, winning the women's title from, I believe it was Tony Storm. And then comes to America, comes to NXT, and is the one to finally unseat Shayna Baszler for the NXT women's title. Her, what, year and a bit reign? At, well, it was a, I believe it was at Evolu Evolution when... Uh, when Baszler beat Kari Zane, Kari Sane, yeah, there we go, for the for the women's title in it. Was that the two out of three falls matches? Yeah, they had a great series of takeover and evolution. That whatever, wherever they went, wherever Kari and Shayna went, they had some bangers. Yeah, I, I loved them. As I said, I talked at length about Ray Ripley before, so I'm just going to continue to sing her praises. At only 23, she is someone, I think, who has a bright future in WWE, despite the fact that she, you know, dropped the the women, the women NXT women's title to Charlotte at WrestleMania. I mean, she's still young. All these people here are still young, and you gotta wait. Gotta let that marinate a little bit. You know, Ripley will have her time. I believe she will be Raw or SmackDown Women's Champion by this time next year. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call that right now. It's 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 totally 
totally going to happen. Um, I apologize. I'm a big dummy. Uh, <sighs> Ripley was number two. And Tegan was number three. Uh, this is what I get for recording at one in the morning. So my number one pick is unsurprisingly... You knew that I was going to say Maxwell Jacob Friedman MJF. He is better than you, and you know it. I am on the campaign trail as he goes towards an AEW title shot. I can't wait for him to have that gold. And to know that Cody can't challenge for it as well. I know, Cody's got the TNT title and he's doing, he's doing a damn good thing with that TNT title. Damn! I'm... I'm digging that ring. He's getting a little bit more edge, a little bit more heel every time. I'm digging it. Still not a fan of Cody. Fuck Cody. But, whew. I'm, I'm liking that edge. But, maybe Maxwell and Cody are heel team. No, no, no. Not after that build to their match last year. Uh-uh, man. But MJF, a very young man, I'm only, I believe MJF is 23, uh, last I checked, at least, you know, that's, that's what, uh, that's what my, my wiki here is saying, but he's, man, blue chipper, he's 24 actually, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, 24 years old, episode 24, and he's the number one pick. He is the guy that I would build the franchise around. He is the guy that I would give that Mahomes money to. Top heel in AEW. And gosh, if if crowd if when crowds come back, I just can't wait for those reactions. I mean. If I could fantasy book, I mean, if AEW wasn't a thing, I, I know, I know, bear with me, but MJF in that top heel spot in, in like NXT, like remember the heat that Tommaso Ciampa got a couple of years ago against Gargano? Imagine that going up against a guy like Keith Lee. Woo. Wow, oh man, but Keith Lee versus MJF. Yes, please. You know, I've been singing MJF's praises ever since I saw him at was at one of the Joey Janela's Lost in New York shows. Since he had that feud with Spider Nate Webb and and the singer of Weedus. Yeah, he's blue chipper. And he's my top five my top one out of five yes uh 
under 25 that I would give that contract to. So thank you very much for listening. Jermaine, thank you very much for the idea. I welcome more from you. I welcome more input from all of you. So anyone who is listening to this right now, please hit me up in the comments. Tweet me at LegendaryJF. Send me an Anchor voicemail at anchor.fm slash fretzelmania, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E mania. If you have a topic you want me to cover on the Fave 5, uh, I'll make a deadline. Let's just say you have you have until Thursday night. Now, Thursdays, I usually record with Nate for the Game Changer podcast. So I will give you that until then. Maybe I can record the Fave 5 after that. I'm recording on a very, very weird time at about 1 in the morning on Saturday. So I'll give you a bit of leniency if you're not able to get to me. So thanks very much for listening. Stay tuned for next week, number 25. I should have saved this for number 25, but whatever. I got some more ideas coming out the pike. SummerSlam's coming up, so I think I'm going to have a SummerSlam-themed Fave 5. At least a couple. So, God bless you. Stay safe. I love you. Peace out, peeps.